morning, it's January 16th, and this is your daily brief in world news. Here's everything you need to know. In a major development affecting global trade, Houthi militants, with backing from Iran, have triggered new tensions by attacking shipping lanes in the vital Red Sea corridor. These disruptions have prompted heavyweight shipping firms including Shell, BP, and Qatar Energy to suspend their transit routes through these waters indefinitely amid fears of potential assaults on their vessels. The ripple effect is tangible as companies such as Suzuki, Volvo, and Tesla face production hurdles, raising alarms over potential price hikes and inflation, particularly within European markets. A counter-move comes from the U.S. and U.K., as both have launched airstrikes against Houthi targets in Yemen, aiming to cripple their offensive capabilities. The efforts include seizing Iranian-made missile components destined for the Houthis, indicating a broader initiative to quell the threat to maritime trade. Nevertheless, the shadow of risk looms large over global shipping lanes, with expectations of a surge in consumer goods prices putting additional pressure on an already inflation-wary global economy. Amidst this high-stakes standoff, criticism is heard over the effectiveness of the U.S.-led coalition's efforts to protect commercial traffic. This adds a layer of complexity for the Biden administration, which is grappling with the challenge of containing the Houthi threat without exacerbating the conflict. Meanwhile, the Pentagon is strategizing, gearing up for potentially larger retaliatory measures, signaling a readiness to escalate their response should the situation demand it. Tensions have sharply escalated in the Middle East as Iran's Revolutionary Guards conducted ballistic missile strikes in northern Iraq and Syria. The strikes, which were aimed at anti-Iranian terrorist groups and a reported Mossad spy center, left a grim toll with four civilians dead and six others wounded in Iraq. Simultaneously, the American consulate in Erbil was impacted, although no U.S. facilities were hit directly. This aggressive action represents Iran's first direct assault in the region, sidestepping its usual proxy tactics, in retaliation to Israel's airstrikes on Hamas in Gaza. The region's volatility is further inflamed by ongoing drone attacks on U.S. bases by Iranian-backed militias and the continuation of the Israel-Hamas conflict. In a significant move reflecting the severity of the incident, the Kurdistan regional government, joined by the United States, has issued strong condemnation, interpreting Iran's actions as a breach of their sovereignty. Amidst the fraught dynamics, Iraq's foreign ministry is now set to bring the issue before the United Nations Security Council and has called back its ambassador from Tehran, signaling a diplomatic rift. In a union of disapproval, the United States, United Kingdom, and France have all expressed criticism toward the assaults, urging a cessation to the escalations. Underscoring this constellation of tensions, the U.S. has branded the missile strikes as reckless and imprecise, echoing Iraq's denouncement as a disregard for their sovereignty. Despite the upheaval, the metrics of conflict, namely defense stocks and commodity markets, have yet to register significant change. But with the specter of conflict looming, these sectors remain ones to watch, as nations may adjust their defense postures in light of the recent turmoil. A landmark decision from the U.S. Supreme Court is changing the rules of the game for tech giant Apple and app developers. In a twist in the antitrust lawsuit between Apple and Epic Games, the court ruled that Apple is now required to let developers include links to alternative payment systems within iPhone apps, allowing them to redirect customers to possibly cheaper options outside of the App Store ecosystem. 
This decision opens the door for developers to circumvent Apple's traditional commissions, potentially disrupting the company's revenue model. What remains uncertain is whether Apple will have any legal leeway to collect its standard 30% cut in the future. Reacting to the uncertainty, Apple's shares took a noticeable hit, dipping 2.6%. This ruling could reshape the landscape for Epic Games within the Apple App Store, yet the full extent of the impact remains unknown. This setback comes as Epic prepares for another courtroom showdown, this time against Google in Australia. Meanwhile, the Department of Justice appears to be gearing up for its own legal battle, reportedly mulling over an antitrust case against Apple. Although these changes are currently confined to the U.S. App Store, they're part of a wider global challenge against Apple's App Store policies that are under increasing scrutiny. A definitive shift in digital marketplaces looms as legal and competitive pressures mount on one of Silicon Valley's biggest players. In a significant turn of events in the American political landscape, former President Donald Trump has clinched a decisive victory in the Iowa caucuses, surging ahead as the clear front-runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. Despite facing legal challenges and a notably low voter turnout, Trump's victory echoes his enduring ability to rally Republican voters, further cementing his influential grip on the GOP. Amidst this political fervor, biotech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy ended his campaign trail, conceding to Trump's surging tide with an endorsement that only cements the former president's standing among Republican contenders. Yet not all within the party seem willing to back Trump's unequivocal rise. In an evident resistance to the Trump wave, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, alongside Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis, are actively campaigning across New Hampshire. Their efforts are to mount a robust challenge against Trump's supremacy in upcoming primaries. With aspirations aimed high, they position themselves as the alternative Republican choice. It's worth noting that in Iowa, the amalgamation of not-Trump candidates garnered nearly half of the votes cast, a sign that while Trump's victory was emphatic, there remains a distinct voter base within the Republican electorate potentially looking for an alternative leader. The unraveling dynamics within the Republican Party point to a horizon of uncertainty. There is a contingent within the GOP committed to thwarting Trump's path to becoming the nominee once more, reflective of the divisions simmering below the surface of the party. On the slide opposite to the GOP, concerns ferment among Democrats who see Trump's potential return as a looming shadow over NATO and the greater architecture of global stability. What's more, Trump's comments post-victory have stirred speculation over the future of the Iowa caucuses, a long-standing electoral tradition. Casting an ambiguous shadow, Trump suggested that this could mark the last instance Republicans placed their bets in the Iowa political ring. It remains unclear what the implications of such a move would be, leaving many to wonder about the enduring traditions of American primary politics. In a rare move, French President Emmanuel Macron stood before the nation in a primetime news conference, the first of its kind for him in almost half a decade. In a wide-ranging address, he confronted challenges facing education, the economy, and national industry, responding to the French people's concerns over climbing costs of living, education shortfalls, and security issues. Macron's sweeping set of proposed measures includes amping up civic education, facilitating the integration of foreign doctors into the French healthcare system, and endorsing farmers' shift to ecological practices. The French leader pinpointed the nation's declining birth rates 
as another pressing issue, proposing a cocktail of remedies, middle-class tax relief, imposed regulations curbing children's screen time, healthcare overhauls, and economic liberalism to stimulate growth. Macron is banking on these initiatives, alongside the looming introduction of an economic reform law, dubbed Macron II, to rally his popularity and recapture the confidence of his constituents. On the flip side, opposition voices cast doubt on the feasibility and impact of Macron's strategic vision, questioning whether these commitments will gain traction and deliver on the French population's expectations. This has been your Daily Brief in World News. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit www.brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.